Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And today, we're going to be taking a trip through the Alphaverse to talk about 824's Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, are, are you here with me? I feel like you're not here, like, entirely. I need you to pay attention. You know, we got a podcast to run here. So I need you to kind of, you know, I need, I need your eyes and ears all here. So are, are you are you here with us? Are you paying attention? Well, there is a version of me that is a, a movie star. So <laughs> there's also a Twitch streamer version. Um, there's, like, a version of me that turned into, like, the ninja of Twitch. <laughs> ninja of Twitch. There's also a version of me that is a janitor. <laughs> There's also, I'm also a fish. A fish with, with two fins or just one fin? Three. Three? Oh, there we go. So so during this this Oscar uh, version of you, are, are you accepting an award? Did you get slapped by Chris Rock? Yes. Did you get slapped by Will Smith? <laughs> I get slapped by Chris Rock. Oh, for, okay. So it's the other way around. For making fun of him about Will Smith. Okay, okay. So this time Will Smith made fun of Chris. I got you. That, that's a very interesting uh, universe you got going on there. Um, for me, you know, I'm, I'm just sipping on a, on a Mai Tai in the Gulf of Mexico, just having a good old time, you know, just, I'm, you know, it's, it's, it's the same world kind of sort of just, you know, a, a, a stop away. So, <laughs> but, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, sorry for that terrible bit, but it's all good. You know, we're, we're just having fun here. Uh, we're just so excited to talk about A24's everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, man, it's finally this movie is everything. Yes, this movie literally is everything, and should and is now hopefully playing everywhere all at once. There you go. I think I saw it was like twelve hundred theaters now. Yeah, it was like fifty before. <laughs> How many theaters are in America? <laughs> at least here, I I don't know, but yeah, it, that was a very odd um, choice that they made because with. Uh, the X with X or the movie. Yeah, X. I don't understand but a bunch of other A twenty four movies get wide release and like right away. I don't know why this one took two weeks. I don't know either because I was able. This is actually my second time seeing it. I was able to grab a screener of it. Um, about I think it was about maybe like a week, week and a half ago. And Devin had still had not seen it by then. So I mean, there was that, but it's just you know we, we had to kind of wait until it was available for everyone all at once. So there, there's always that, but Devin, how are you doing on this fine Saturday? It's a good, it's a good day after that. After that viewing last night, we were all, we're all awoken. I can't, what, what is, do you guys just like going to late night viewings? Is that like a thing that you guys do? Or well, is it, the only options were six or nine 30. I would have gone with the six. I mean, nine 30 is fine too. It's just, I don't know. That's just me. I, I try to get the earliest one that I possibly can. I actually just came back. You're from the also theater. a boomer, so it makes sense. You can't can't stay up that late. I am a millennial. Thank you very much. <laughs> I am a millennial through and through. Um, yeah. So for me, I I saw it. Uh, I actually saw it again today. 
uh, 12 o'clock showing because I'm a normal person. Um, <laughs> 12 o'clock on a Saturday. That's that's boomer stuff there. Boomer stuff. I had nothing else better to do. I did my spring cleaning around the apartment. You know, I'm going to be watching some uh, some Moon Knight uh, later on. They, they, they keep extending these screeners <laughs> because we were only supposed to view them um, bright prior to uh, the first episode releasing. But I think Disney really wants people to uh, review these episodes separately. So. Hey, I'm not complaining. So there's a few things I had to watch for episode three and four that I feel like I missed on, on the first viewing. So I got that. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I worked out this morning. I was feeling good. I was feeling fine. I was like, you know what? Let me go reward myself by go seeing everywhere. At, uh, excuse me, everything everywhere all at once or E E A A O for short at a 12 o'clock show. That might be, that'd be the only negative is the title being. So very long. long and difficult to say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's just an odd title, but hey, A24 is an odd studio and I'm here for it. So Devin, are you ready to jump into this review of everything everywhere all at once? Yeah, I was going into it saying like this is just the, like the perfect little appetizer for Multiverse of Madness and then after you watch it, no, this is the whole the whole three course meal. Like this isn't an appetizer. Multiverse of Madness has some uh, some stiff competition here for multiversal movies. I think so. I think so. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to everything, everywhere, all at once. This is Wang. This is Wang. Mrs. Wang, are you with us? I am paying attention. Now, you may only see a pile of receipts, but I see a story. I can see where this story is going. It does not look good. And we are back with our Everything Everywhere All at Once review. And the story is as follows. An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. This film is directed by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert and written by Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheiner as well, and stars Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Huske, and Hugh Kwan. Whew, man, this... And how, how can we almost forget uh, the lovely uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this film as well. He's the big bad guy in this one for once. Yeah, well, at least one, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So I, I'm actually going to pass it over to Devin so we can give his initial reactions. But before we do, if you're new here, we kind of just go into our initial reactions first. Then we usually get into the spoilers. We get a few Easter eggs, give our final thoughts, and then we close out with our ratings. So, Devin, give me your initial reactions on everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I remember a while ago when the first initial trailer came out, I think I sent it over to you and I was like, wow, this looks really interesting. Like nobody really knew anything about it or what it was, just kind of a cool looking trailer. As it got closer to release and like critics started seeing it, there were like these rave reviews coming out. Like people are loving this. It's got like a 97% critics and audience on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very rare. So then the hype just kept building and I just knew it looked like a very interesting concept and multiversal movies are always very interesting. So I was very excited to watch it. I was trying to figure out who the directors and writers were. They go by Daniels on the 
like at the end of the movie, they, they say the film by Daniels because it's two Daniels that made it. And the only other movie they made prior was Swiss Army Man. I don't know if you ever saw that one. No, I did not. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Oh, you it's, see. <laughs> it's very, very entertaining. It's You can definitely see the similarities. It's like very whimsical and like and, and mythical as, as far as the movie goes. You can definitely see the similarities. So okay. I recommend that one as well. Okay, Since yeah. you're the Harry Potter fan. He's a dead body that gets used by Paul Dano. Oh, my it's, gosh. There's <laughs> just a lot going on. It, it's my sole mission to finish Danielle Radcliffe and Rupert Grant and Emma Watson's uh, filmography. <laughs> you can skip Woman in Black 1 and 2. Oh, uh, wait. that That's Daniel Radcliffe, isn't it? I yeah. think so. What is is, is is that the horse one? Is that the, hor- the horse movie? I don't know if there's a horse, but there's it's horror. Oh, okay. I... I Okay, I I don't want to I don't want to say it, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, this movie just this movie is just amazing. Honestly, there's just so much happening. It's one of the craziest movies you'll ever see, hands down. There's just so much, so much like universe hopping and so much diversity in in everything and in, in the fighting styles and the different mm-hmm. the different places they go, the different wardrobes they have. It all just looks so amazing and whimsical. Yeah, it's just a mind-blowing experience i haven't felt this way about a movie since parasite not saying that they're similar movies but just the the level of quality that and just the the recognition of this is what a film can be it kind Mm -hmm. of just changes your perspective on things that's kind of how it feels for me like on that level as parasite it's just insane that the storytelling that because it's a movie where the the more you watch the, the deeper it gets and as far as like the lessons and the morals of the story because you think it's one thing and then another thing is added on and then there's more layers to it and then there's just more and more being added to it hmm. and you just you're just along for the ride the crazy insane ride michelle yo is amazing as always she's just always killing it i mean crazy rich asians did you <laughs> see that um crazy rich asians little shout out during one of the montages um i want to say yes it's even watching it a second time, like I, I feel like I've seen everything with the movie, but it's like I've, I was just so enthralled. But I, I did catch a few other uh, Easter eggs that are very, you know, there's, there's so much <laughs> that are definitely out there. And I do apologize. I might have actually. Um, so for St- Stephanie Hsu, I actually that was a typo on my side. I thought it was Hsu, but it's actually K Hsu Kwan. Who plays yeah, Wayman? Our, our boy Wayman. Yeah, and I just want everybody to put needs that a Wayman. Yeah, a Wayman. <laughs> and then Stephanie Sue, his you. Um, and I do apologize for that earlier. I just wanted to clear that up before we go any uh, further. Yeah, I was just looking at the IMDb page. First review that gets shown just says, "Don't do drugs. Watch this instead." Because that's <laughs> that's how it feels. I mean, you're watching this. You're going on a trip. A visual, just stunning masterpiece of a trip. Like, yeah, it's just kind of opened your eyes as to what what a multiverse type of movie can be like. Because nobody saw this coming. Nobody knew what this was when it was coming out. It's just, hey, another A twenty four movie. Looks pretty interesting. Let's let's watch it, and then it mm. just kind of blows your mind with the story that it gives you. Yeah, I do agree with you there. I, I will say just right off the bat, the first thing that I've noticed about this movie was the uh, for my initial reactions was the uh, the editing. It was honestly some of the best editing I've seen in a movie this year, uh, just with all the color and the lighting effects and the way that it's shot. Like when it first opens up, I love. There's so many breathtaking transitions here it kind of feels like i'm in like a sam raimi film 
uh, there for a bit, but I do agree with, um, just to piggyback off what Devin said, like there, there's so many themes in this movie. And I think the, it, it, it almost reminds me, uh, at least the underlying theme of from turning red when it is, you know, the parents and the child and you know, these overbearing parents and, you know, uh, trying to uh, mend or not even mend, but repair the relationships that you once had uh, with your uh, with your parents um, and, and other members in your family. Um, but it, it also gives you um, just a it gives you a different perspective of, you know, what your life could have been and, you know, about the choices that you make, because this movie is very uh, reminiscent of the matrix as, as we've kind of uh, seen throughout this. And I, you know, definitely from a second viewing from my side, um, which is, you know, it's, it bleeds the matrix all over it. Dare I say it may be a little bit better than the matrix. I like how they are able to, explain the rules uh the expedition of the story without it being over explained and you know things are just wild and wacky and kooky as it goes around, uh goes along but the uh the writing the the dialogue was fantastic and i really felt like this was about a family who was um you know, kind of you know their entire life was just laundry and taxes you know they're they're um, trying to keep afloat this this uh, failing laundromat, a uh, coin laundromat, and it's like it's almost as if the laundromat is also a character in of itself because it's kind of suffocating them. And we really see that throughout the beginning of the movie with the audit and um, what have you. But um, there's the the underlying theme of you know just. Choosing the, uh, you know, no matter what, there, there is no right or wrong path because we see within the movie, uh, with Michelle Yeoh's character, uh, Evelyn, how, you know, she wonders what her life could have been if things were different, you know, if she, if she didn't move, um, to America, if she would have stayed in, um, China with her parents and, you know, uh, not moved away with her, her husband, you know, her life could have been different. And we definitely see that, um, unravel throughout the movie. But um, overall, I just really had a great, st- great, great time with it. Uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh, she does all of her own stunts in the movie as well. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic. Lit- the entire cast, like the main cast was just, it, it, it really just blew me away. Like, I mean, Stephanie Hsu, I think she was probably my favorite character. Uh, with her, was not expecting that. Didn't know how big of a role there, there she was going to have as Joy. Yeah, did you? You know, she was also in Shang Chi: Legend of the Ten Rings. Did not know that. That's so. Yeah, I just looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so, it, but it doesn't say who she played. She at. was Sue S O O. Oh yeah, I see that. See, I'm going to have to go back and. Oh, well, I I love watching Shang Chi anyway, so I'm definitely have to go back and uh, watch that as well. But yeah, I mean, I I thought she did a fantastic job. You know, uh, the father Wayman, he cracked me up. Um, how was your? Uh, is, that, is that his sister? I'm thinking, trying to think, is that Shang Chi's sister? His sister? Like, not not the not the main one, but the. Oh no, I mean Aquafina's Shang. Oh, the oh his sister, the one that's like at the breakfast table at the beginning. Mm, you know what? I'm gonna watch Shang Chi today and let you know. I'm gonna watch it today and let you know for sure. 
Or I'll, I'll just skip to that part in Disney Plus just to see. <laughs> I, got, I got a few other things to watch first. But yeah, I'll, I'll definitely let you know. Um, but yeah, as I was saying uh, with uh, K. Hugh Kwan um, playing Wayman uh, Wang, he was, oh my gosh. Just, he, it, it, he, he it's just hard sucked. to fall in love with Wayman. It, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And James Hong as well as Gong, uh, Gong Gong. He, you know, he, he played his part, but he, it's been a while since I've actually seen him on the, uh, on, on this, uh, silver machine there for a bit. So I think the last time I saw it was maybe like, uh, Blade Runner 2049. I think that was the last. Oh, no, he was also in Turning Red as Mr. Gao, the voice. Okay. And Star Wars Visions. Yes. Yeah. He was. And, uh, um, ba- oh, Batman Soldier. Oh, yeah. That's one that I didn't watch. But yeah. And, uh, Kung Fu Panda from people who uh, may know him from his earlier work, but yeah, like the entire cast has just been fantastic. I don't think I would have replaced a single person Um, for me when it comes to one, the major negative I did have was that I felt like it was a bit too long and I wasn't sure if that was the case going into it the first time when I sat through the second time, I'm not sure if it was that I already saw it, but I felt like they could have shaved it off by like, Maybe 15 minutes, but I, I, I wanted to keep going. I just, I wanted more. It really felt like, I mean, cause I mean, there's three parts to this. There's everything and then everywhere. And then part three is all at once. Um, with all at once being the, the shorter of the, uh, of the three chapters, but, um, it really just took me on this wild, like ride. And it felt like, I felt like part one was extremely paced. I feel like the whole thing was, Paced very well. Nothing really overstated. It's welcome. You know, um, when you go into this movie watching it the first time, you're not going to understand everything. And that's okay because it is not fast paced, but there is just a lot happening, but just a lot of crazy kooky stuff. Um, but that's just pretty much my initial reactions. I absolutely loved it. And uh, I, th- this is an automatic cop for uh, a, a, a physical collector such as myself. Um, A24 this year so far has been killing it. They, uh, they have been one of my, or I think they actually are my favorite indie film studio. I do like Neon as well, but, uh, you know, with also coming from movies like Waves and The Green Knights, um, Ex Machina as well, um, It's Summer, Hereditary. Um, it, it really, it feels like it's a high budget, but it's the, the editing choices in this just make it feel otherworldly and how, you know, it's just, you know, the choices that you make aren't necessarily the right or wrong choices. It's just nothing matters. <laughs> nothing matters. <laughs> nothing matters. But Devin, oh, Devin, I feel like, I mean, I've been running my mouth here for a bit, but um, I feel like we're getting into the spoiler territory. So are you ready to dive into spoilers? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to enter our spoiler section of everything, everywhere, all at once. So that is your first spoiler warning for the film again. That is your second spoiler warning. So if you haven't seen it and if this movie is playing at your local theater, I highly, highly recommend you go watch it. It's a smooth two hours and 12 minutes. Honestly, it's the time's going to, you're going to have so much fun. The time's just going to run. F- don't walk. Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you really quick, Devin, how was the, um, how, how did your 
audience take this? Like, what what was their reception? I mean, it was 930 and it was still packed. There were a lot of people there. And then I was going to mention going into it, I didn't really know what to expect, obviously. And then as I'm watching it, it just kind of there's a lot of emotions you get while watching it. But I was just shocked at just how funny it was. Oh, yeah. Did not expect it to be this funny. It might be a primarily a comedy just because of how many funny moments there are mm-hmm. throughout yeah. the movie. And th- and they keep calling back to different moments too. And just they just keep coming back to it and just makes it so much funnier. Yeah. I, I definitely think a lot of the I mean, obviously b- between um, you know, Michelle Yeoh and um uh K Hugh uh Hugh Kwan and Stephanie uh Hugh, I think it, it there was something there that was just amazing i mean you know stephanie making these uh or, or joy uh, her character joy making those soup i like when when she first comes in as jobu tubaki like and she's like wearing like the golf club like kind of outfit that was amazing that and then the, the dildo kill <laughs> the dildo the dildo kill <laughs> She was, it's just like, she was just having so much fun with it. And I think that was a, I don't think I could have imagined anyone else in the role, but Michelle Yeoh, you know, with her character as Evelyn, and she, she is this very timid, just worn out type of mother who is, you know, deeply trying to connect with her daughter, um, on some playing level and, you know, somewhere along the, along the way, you know, during, especially during like teenage years, they kind of. Um, you know, lose that connection that they had, and you can just feel the tension and the the disconnect between the two characters. And of course, Wayman uh, just trying to be nice to everyone, be kind to everyone, which is which will, uh, his his major or main theme of the of the movie is you know just being kind to people goes a long way, and we see that a lot. Um, not only does he save them from tax audit like once, like not twice, but three times. <laughs> and I'm like, this man has a silver tongue. <laughs> But, and of course, uh, you just gotta, just gotta talk it out sometimes. Just be kind. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I, <laughs> she was, she was great. They, they beefed her up a little bit, made it a little more intimidating yeah. as, as a figure. And she was stomping around. Like she was kind of scary. She, uh, she did a great job. Yeah. She, she did a phenomenal job. <laughs> she's like sitting at the desk. She's like, you see all these pieces of paper here. They're just receipts to you. And she's like, but I see a story. <laughs> and you were her, her, her trophies. <laughs> that was the first, I think that was the first real like laugh out loud moment. And then it just like snowballs from there. Yeah. I, oh my God. I, for, I think for us, I mean, definitely when I went to go see it at a critic screening, we had a blast the first time seeing it. People were definitely uh, laughing in my theater uh, the second time around, but I, I didn't have a really big turnout. I mean, yeah, it was noon on a Saturday, but I think there was about, there was a good like 20, 25 of us there. But, um, you know, people would chuckle here and there. But when, when I saw it with critics, man, it was, we, we were just having a ball. <laughs> we really, really were. And, um, I believe it was actually like an early screening just in general for anyone to join. It's just that critics were also invited. But it it was hilarious, and actually, my first time seeing it was in IMAX, so that was amazing. Um, it was a little bit hard to kind of um, focus on the story and read the subtitles for the IMAX viewing, just because 
the screen was so big. So like when I saw it in a standard screening today, it was easier for me to, you know, follow along altogether. But um, yeah, so this movie definitely is uh, more, more sort of the hybrid when it comes to um, subtitles, which I mean, you know, it, don't don't let that stop you from seeing this whatsoever because what what is it that uh Kim Jong Hyun said that you know you'll be open up to a new world if you can get um past that uh was it like inch or two inches of subtitles at the bottom and he's absolutely right uh films like Drive My Car of course Parasite um Shoplifter and a few others it just they're 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 amazing and that really shouldn't put people off from uh seeing this so definitely there but i wanted to pass it back over to Devin if he had anything else he wanted to talk about um that we haven't had a chance to bring up already yeah i mentioned how how funny i thought it was and how the comedy really works for me before and i also wanted to mention the action because the action is also just as amazing that first scene with the fanny pack and and wayman like the way they choreographed that was incredible it all looks so amazing you can tell everybody's a professional and they know what they're doing and it just great kung fu action throughout the entire movie in very strange and creative ways that you would never expect to see like a, a fanny pack with with fish pebbles stuffed inside to make it heavier like it's just crazy stuff like that that you would never see it before <laughs> the way that he ate that uh that chapstick <laughs> oh yeah and then the gum under the desk uh. God, it was too much. But of course, we have to talk about the Easter eggs. There's so many. <laughs> Raccoon too. Raccoonie. 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 She's like that, movie, that they, movie. They made that. They made that joke once, and I was like, "All right, yeah, that's pretty funny." But then they kept going back to it, and I was like, "This is just getting better and better because they actually show it, and then <laughs> they, it gets exposed, and then they have to try to." <laughs> Rakakui back. There is an actual universe out there with Rakakui, <laughs> with with Evelyn working at a hibachi restaurant, <laughs> and you can clearly see, like, oh yeah, there's a rat tail coming out of this guy's like huge chef hat. I wonder what that's all about. Like, oh my gosh, that was hysterical. Uh, but yeah, so there there are so many, and of course, uh, Jenny Slate makes a small little appearance in this movie. Um, she's just titled as Big Nose on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that poor her, her dog. Oh my god, that poor she dog. Got <laughs> she <laughs> that dog got punted across the entire IRS office. Um, but, oh my God, that was, I, I think that was probably one of my favorite parts. What was your favorite universe that we visited? I haven't even thought about that. I mean, I guess we saw this, the science spinning one in the trailer. I was like, that's another thing I was going to bring up. The trailer showed almost nothing, which is amazing. Like the trailer did not give away anything from the movie. It mm-hmm. showed like the, the, the sign twirling part. They showed some of the fighting parts, which were obvious. So yeah. I'm glad they didn't give away anything. But I love the the sign twirling, how that she used like a ride shield as <laughs> as perfection there. Oh yeah. I also love I love how it was kind of a twist like midway through you find out that the grandpa is also like in on it. There's an alpha version of him too. Because <laughs> we all just thought he was just some old old guy that didn't know what was going on. But and going back to the the editing, as I mentioned earlier, it was what I really loved about, it, you know, when it goes into, you know, everything, you know, part one is everything. So it's, it's, that's kind of the, the part of the movie where it is showing you all the possibilities, all these endless universes and how they jump, 
um, to gain these specific skills. Um, and we, we see a lot of that in the IRS office. But when it comes to part two for everywhere, it, that is really where, you know, all these universes kind of start to blend in and they start to um, display, you know, hey, like there's like every single time that you jump, there's like, you know, it's kind of like a um, a glass of water that's cracking and you can mend those cracks. And she has to figure out how to make the jump too every time. She has to do something that isn't normal. And yeah. You normally wouldn't do <laughs> the, butt. Like the the paper cut between the fingers. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you, never, you never do a paper cut on purpose. It's supposed to be an accident. <laughs> yeah. The, the butt plug. <laughs> That's that was probably the funniest part. Just that was hilarious. You, as soon as you see it on the desk, you just know he's going to try to jump on it. And then the slow mo of the other security guy. I was like, no, no. And then then the the other guy shows back up with the even bigger one. Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Oh my gosh. I, I was dying laughing. Even the second time, like I, there were a lot of parts where I was, you know, just kind of cackling, laughing out loud because I, I really did just enjoy this. And you can see this from, you know, the directors and the screenwriters. Um, and also, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo are yeah, producers. I was surprised to see those names pop up. I was very, very surprised as well. And Michelle Yeoh also being an executive producer on this. It, they really just, and th- that's what I really love about indie films. And I'm not sure if you saw like, um, not men from a 24. That looks really good. But yeah, uh, the trailer was crazy. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch anything with Jesse Buckley in it. Like 100%. But, um, there was another one, like the shell, um, Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell. Jenny Slate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that was interesting. Yeah, I, I, I guess my point is that, like, when it comes to I, I you know, a twenty four can literally be as weird as they can, but you, you see how. I mean, the the creative freedom is there. Obviously, you know, there there has to be you know, uh, cuts and whatnot. But you really just see how much passion was put into this. Um, not only from the multiversal side, but you know, just just from the the underlying themes of this movie about family, about reconnecting with loved ones, and about um, just kind of you know, uh, ch- not necessarily choosing the right path, but you know, whatever path you do take, there is no right or wrong one because you know, with this um, with this Evelyn, she wasn't particularly good at anything. Yeah, she was a failure at everything, and that's what made her stand out so much. And you know, we and I, I, I think my favorite scene in the movie probably was when they're in the elevator and we meet Alpha Wayman for the first time, and she puts. He, I think they were just Bluetooth heads, I believe so, which is like very just retro kind of sort of for nowadays. But um, when when her mind's kind of being uploaded. And like you pretty much see like her entire life flash behind her uh, before her eyes. 
And she, it's like she's experiencing, you know, everything all at once. <laughs> um, so I think that was probably my favorite sequence. And also, um, Devin, do, do you like bagels at all? <laughs> I mean, that bagel was pretty scary. That was, I died laughing. She was like, I put everything on a bagel. <laughs> the way that yeah. she delivered it, it was like <laughs> sesame, <laughs> poppy seed salt <laughs> despair <laughs> despair everything the way that she de- delivered that it's like she just shows in and she's like i put everything on a bagel <laughs> there's also just like these amazing emotional moments towards the end of the movie mm. where where they're having these these tough discussions and there's just this crescendo of emotions that that happens it, it really does combine the action the comedy and the, the emotional moments so well because you can get you can get teared up. You can get teared up a bit at the end there. Mm. Yeah, especially the the ending was probably one of the most powerful scenes. But you also see uh, the emotions kind of leak through when Evelyn is talking to Wayman and uh, the different universes, especially like when they're in the car. You know, Wayman wants to get a divorce, and it's like you. It's and it's like it. it when when it comes to that, you could really and it's not that Wayman like Wayman was unhappy, obviously with the marriage and it's like, you know, they have this failing business. They're being audited, you know, their, um, the, their, their daughter, joy, you know, she's, she's not really a part of the family. You know, she has her own stuff going on with her and her girlfriend, uh, with Becky. And which is also a huge point of contention within the family. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's like, there's so many like moving parts happening at once and Wayman kind of just, he kind of just wanted out and you see Evelyn, no matter how bad it got, you know, she was still around, but you really see where Waymo was kind of calling her out saying, you know, like I can only get your attention when, you know, things get tough and, you know, you don't have to like really say anything, but like, I kind of just feel like this entire situation that he effectively or just indirectly put them in and it's suffocating. Like, it's very, very suffocating. They're, they're just trying to get through this. They're trying not to get audited and they're trying to just make it through as make it through on the other side without too badly of a scratch. And that's what I really liked about it. And, you know, Evelyn kind of just gets taken by surprise that Wayman wants to get a divorce. And she's like, you know, we made like a sacred vow to each other. And you can kind of see that seeping through. But yeah, like you said, the, uh, the very ending with, um, with Joy and Evelyn, you know, it's it was some pretty powerful stuff there. Like, because it it also it made it seem like I think Joy. It, I guess, my prediction would have been like, if if Evelyn would have let her daughter go, she probably would have gotten to the car and gotten to like a car accident because she because the um, Jobu Tubaki wanted to essentially die. I feel like I feel like that's what she was ready to let go because you know she wanted to find this version of Evelyn someone similar to her and to kind of prove her wrong as hey like is there more to living than than just this because nothing matters but that was just my my take on it because I I felt like that's where it was heading yeah definitely definitely a possible way to to view the events there Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I, 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 (laughs) I was just like oh my god like like is she gonna like no no but um, uh, big shout out to uh, Gong Gong, uh, James Hong's um, <laughs> his, Alpha Gong Gong, <laughs> Alpha Gong Gong, his uh, mecha suit. 
That came out of nowhere. I love how, I love how uh, Joy was like, you, well, how are you speaking perfect English now? <laughs> Joy was like so floored the entire time. Like, what is going on? And her outfits were insane. Yeah. Well, man, I. I can't even say which one was my favorite. It's just that she rocked everything that she was in, and that's what I loved about it. We got, we got to talk about the hot dog fingers universe. Of course. That's, <laughs> that just kept coming back over and over and just kept getting crazier and better. And that, apparently in that universe, uh, Evelyn and Deidre are married or something, and they're just in love with their – they're playing piano with, with their, their feet. feet. Yeah, was, yeah. The universe where they have hot dogs for hands, and it goes back to like 10,000 BC. They kill <laughs> because the-, the hot dog fingers beat the regular fingers. <laughs> yeah, and they, they just get like super skilled with their feet. I was like, this is this is so weird. But and then and then they, she finds a perfect use for it when her hands are being held down. She's like, oh, I can use my feet skills. <laughs> that was. That that whole and it is actually part of like the the standard poster as well. You kind of see the the weird hot dog fingers, but you think it's more of just like a very like seventies like psychedelic type poster uh, going on there. At least the um what one of them with the 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 multiverse kind of like um, colliding together. But I really love the use of how well, I think I kind of mentioned it earlier how you know universes are blending in where. You know, um, Evelyn is talking to um, Joy or uh, Joe Butubaki for like one second. And, you know, they kind of cut back and forth where she's kind of being pulled through all these universes at once. And, you know, all these same events are happening almost at the same time, but having different results. Um, <laughs> I just love it. I love it how uh, <laughs> Joe was like, Evelyn. Bagel. <laughs> Let's go. Bagel time. Bagel time. <laughs> We're going to Bruger's Bagels. <laughs> but, um, you know, I guess, uh, as I said before, you know, the only negative I had was that I feel like it was a little bit too long. I feel like if they would have kept it like two hours, it would have been like perfect. But did you have any negatives about this before we get in to our final thoughts and our ratings? Yeah, there really is nothing that I, I could really think of when I was reflecting on it after mm. After on the drive home last night, we were just talking about how it just feels perfect. And then who did you who did you see it with? Uh, Jared, Ethan, and Nick. Okay, okay. Oh, so Ethan actually liked it this time. Yeah, he actually likes something. That's how you know it's good. Oh, congratulations to our friend Ethan. Get a nice little cheer there. I mean, you probably won't listen to this, but that's fine. Uh, but yeah, so let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings. Um, also, that um, the the scene with the stones talking to each other. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot about that. Yeah, the the see the first time I There's saw just it, so many universes. It's just so good. I love it. <laughs> They're like, yeah. She was like, yeah. Pretty much all, a lot of universes are like this, where you're like inanimate objects, especially with the um, uh, the pinatas as well. That was pretty funny. It's just I. If there's one thing to take away from this, and I hope other studios do as well, the editing, and I keep going back to it, it was just phenomenal. Like, it didn't feel out of place. Everything was just so well knitted and put together in a way where it just told this clear, concise story. And I just, I, I had a ball they fit, they fit so much into it. Like, there was a point in the movie where I sneezed, and I was worried that I might have missed something. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's that's how much is happening in this movie. Yeah. There's always just something to look at. There's always something coming at you on the screen. It's just so amazing to watch. 
<laughs> sneeze. <laughs> what did I miss? My eyes what, are closed. Yeah. Oh no! Oh no! I missed so much. <laughs> Yeah, this definitely is a movie that you have to pay attention to, like through and through, like a lot of heavy dialogue um, shows out there. This is not something you can just turn on in the background unless you're like a super ultimate fan and, you know, you just know the script frontwards and backwards and, you know, you've studied everything about it. But I'm sure there's things about this film that we still haven't um even notice ourselves but did you catch that super smash bros sound effect oh more than once yeah <laughs> with the pinky uh the pinky universe I, <laughs> I i was thinking could you imagine like a video game based off of this like we have to choose between different universe powers to yeah. fight against other people who have universal powers and you have to like choose which ones they they kind of they <laughs> They tried with the Matrix video games, but those did not those did not work out too well for anyone. But uh, yeah, as I mentioned before, the uh, yeah the, the Matrix vibes here are just full throttle. Like it, yeah, especially the Alpha universe. Yeah, definitely. It's just like the the ship on Matrix. Yeah, from uh, it was like a, it was like a bus. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm 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 blanking on the name of 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 from matrix the the real world of there is it zion i i, I yeah something the, like that the dumb parts Whew, man matrix three and the battle of Zion. i was like this this is too much this is way way too much honestly a hot take i'm just saying it right now only the first matrix movie is good <laughs> the, the second not, one not that had, hot of a take i i think i i that's just how how i feel i mean the second one is watchable it has good scenes but overall like the over explanation of it was just too much, but th- that's just me. But I definitely prefer this over the matrix. Like 100% like any day of the week. But of course, you know, taking from uh, inspiration from the matrix, this, this is definitely a movie that I feel like any physical, physical collector should see. I think any, everyone should see this movie. Um, got any Oscar prospect, uh, prospects. <laughs> we don't. I mean, it has to it has to be like editing like you mentioned editing for sure original screenplay easily yeah everything everywhere all at once for best picture i'm calling it right now yeah on this podcast I mean, it should be i i Just will like parasite i will clip this <laughs> and put it online <laughs> And you know what? If I look like a clown, that's fine. Like we we rarely cover award season anyway, but the Emmys are coming up soon, so get your uh, your your, uh, your TV on. <laughs> so, uh, Devin, what would you give everything, everywhere, all at once, rating wise? I mean, I I was finding a hard time finding any issues with what I saw within the movie. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a ninety eight. It's just that good. It's that near flawless of a movie I haven't felt like this since parasite it's just yeah i i definitely agree yeah so when i uh originally um watched it i gave it five stars and i'm I'm sticking with that um through letterbox um you know and as i think i've mentioned before you know even if like uh, my my smallest gripe is that i wish it was like maybe 15 minutes long uh not longer excuse me uh shorter but i mean it's 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 five out of five stars. I I just I love it. I it it is my favorite movie of the year, and it is going to take something better or just it, it's going to take something amazing to uh, take it off that that um 
that, that number one spot because, you know, I mean, we're only a quarter of the way through the year. You know, uh, we're in April. Uh, May's just around the corner. You know, we got a lot of summer blockbusters coming up, but um, it's going to be pretty tough to uh, beat this. I mean, uh, the, the Batman was my number one for eh, a few weeks, but uh, seeing everything everywhere all at once really... Um, it's 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 gonna be a tough feat for sure. Cause to be honest, we really haven't had all that great of movies. I feel like TV's been thriving a lot better this year. But um, I mean, th- there's been a few good movies. Uh, did you see Apollo Ten and a Half on uh, Netflix? No. I think you should watch. It's just it's pretty. The animation is amazing. But that's that's the main reason why I liked it. But it's it's good stuff. But yeah, uh, five out of five for me. Like. Honestly, just I'll just give it ninety nine percent. Just that small little one percent, just for I wish it was just a little bit shorter. But like that's that's nothing. Um, also, if you actually go on Letterbox when when it says reviewed, um, there's a little uh, googly eye. <laughs> As perfect, yeah, very very perfect. That'll make the world happy. It makes the and world you have to open your third eye. Yeah, exactly. It's it's so imaginative. It's so wild. It's. It's very and it's very very um uh un unpredictable as well I, I would say yeah yeah so I I actually absolutely loved it just loved it to death if you haven't seen it please please go see this uh this movie in theaters you know when it, especially when it comes to indie films you know we we try to cover as much here on the podcast as we possibly can because the, I mean they, they are just as important as blockbusters or things on streaming you know it there there can never be I, I would never be angry for watching something or like enjoying something just because it's an it just means more content for more things that you can recommend to your friends so yeah so you said 98 yeah <laughs> i guess i'll go yeah 99 for me so that pretty much concludes our episode of covering everything everywhere all at once so what is coming up on the podcast you might ask we have a lot coming up here on the podcast it's been crazy crazy busy of course we are covering uh disney plus's moon night each and every week our episode one and two review are out right now and um our episode three review will be up um this coming up thursday on the 14th of april and of course if you have seen morbius our morbius review is out on the podcast as well and if you're a big sonic fan we just reviewed uh, Song of the Hedgehog 2, the movie, so you should definitely listen to that one. I gush about it so much. I, I got to go see. I, I, I'm not sure if you saw it on Twitter, Devin, but I started playing Sonic Adventure 2 at all. <laughs> have, have you started? That's the question. Have you started? Um, I tried, and it was a mess. The, <laughs> the PC version. It's, yeah. It's I mean, it, it, it is rough, and like I said, the, the game is very dated. I mean, Sonic Adventure 2 came out when the Dreamcast was still a thing. And then it got ported over to the GameCube, which was uh, then titled Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. And it added like a few more things that you could do. But yeah, I mean, the game is old. (laughs) But I'm used to it because I've been playing it since it like came out. I was introduced to it on GameCube when I bought it. And then I found out it was on Dreamcast. Back then, I didn't really, you know, understand all that much. But um, definitely one that I think... (laughs) At least play like the first like few levels on the hero side. Oh, I tried. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't even use the controller. Xbox or PlayStation controller. 
Xbox, of course. <laughs> He's like, what are you? What, what am I? A, a savage? A PlayStation? What, what do I hate my hands? <laughs> I will say the PS5 controller is it's very nice. Um, battery drains out a lot, but it, it is a nice controller. But I, I still prefer the, uh, the Xbox. It just feels a little bit more natural for me. Um, but, uh, as I also mentioned, uh, going back to what's coming up in the podcast, we're going to be closing out our hunger games franchise revisited series with the hunger games, mocking Jay part two. So definitely keep a lookout for that. Um, that's going to be coming out probably, uh, the week of April 18th. Um, so we'll be uh, closing out that uh, franchise, sadly. I've had a ball with it so far. Um, we'll have a few special guests joining us for that. And, you know, we got so much more coming out on the podcast, man. I mean, it's between June and May, it's going to be insane. Like, we have uh, the other multiverse movie for uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We also have St- uh, Stranger Things season four. And we have Umbrella Academy as well. Um, so it, it's it's going to be between May and June, um, I believe. Also with uh, Miss Marvel, so it, it's good. it's going to be crazy, crazy time around here. So, with all that said, we want to make sure to let you guys know we only ask one thing of you, and that is to share an episode with a friend, whether that be a mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. Again, we are available on all podcast platforms around the internet, all audio podcast platforms around the internet. So uh, we hope you guys have a great start to your week. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.